0: Welcome to Live with Marie here at Marie Healthy and Fit, where we continue to bring you amazing stories from around the world that will inspire you and leave you wanting more. Follow me here at Spotify, and you can also find me on Apple. If you like this interview today, please leave me a review on the Apple podcast. And if you're on Spotify, just keep following me and sending your friends. Today's guest is Hannah. She is an interior designer for a corporation called Haven Design and Development, bringing you amazing designs into your home and also for builders and new construction. Hannah is also a multiple sclerosis patient and amazing warrior. Stay tuned for Hannah's interview with Live with Dawn Marie. There we go. Welcome, Hannah, to Live with the Domery. I'm so excited to have you on today in my new little corner studio. And <laughs> <laughs> I think, <laughs> I, huh?
1: The brushed gold lamp, that's my style. I love it, right?
0: It's so cute. And yes. my chair is swivel, and you would love it, I think, although you'd want to change the rest of the room around being an interior <laughs> designer. So... Well,
1: of that area so.
0: (laughs) Well I am so happy that you are on. How is it down in Florida right now?
1: It's actually it's quite beautiful today. It's been hot but today we've had a nice little breeze so I can't complain about today.
0: Ah great. Well, before you came on, I introduced you as an interior designer working in Florida and doing homes and interior work, and also um, that you are a fabulous multiple sclerosis warrior, so cheers to us warriors that never give up and we keep moving forward every single day. Every
1: day. Every
0: Every day. Every day.
1: Forward motion, momentum every every day. I can't
0: give up. Yeah, amazing. Let's talk a little bit about what you do for a living because what you do for a living is extremely stressful. And living with multiple sclerosis, stress is not a good thing. So, not only, so Hannah, you work for um, a designer called Haven Design and Development. Yes. Um, bringing interior design and personal lifestyle into your home um, staging services and also new construction building services so that's a lot on your personal plate
1: it is a, it is a lot and I think that i I think that I have recently well not recently because of Upon my diagnosis with multiple sclerosis, it was just so overwhelming. So I had to redefine my business and really look at it a different perspective and really and truly enforce what I'm passionate about the most and narrow it down. I love my clients, I love learning about my clients, I love learning and talking about people, and I love helping people, and Mm -hmm. I love a healthy lifestyle, I love working out, nutrition. So I'm like, okay, I need to put all of that together into my business somehow, and then just refocus it and be more authentic and true to myself and to my life and with my clients and how the whole system of interior design works. So being more transparent mm. helped me with the stress of design and working out a different system. So I had to, I had to make it work for me, <laughs> basically. Because yeah. some days, like, you know, with MS, it's just, You can't predict it. Some days you're just tired and there's nothing you can do about it.
0: Yeah, or we're extremely emotional and any little thing can trigger a response in us that will literally knock us down for days.
1: Oh, yes. There Mm -hmm. can be one trigger of stress and it's just emotionally just sends all sorts of negative Feelings and feeling mm-hmm. and all over your body, and it just exhausts you. It, it does. just makes you want to just, well, go, go to sleep, even though it doesn't really help. So.
0: Yeah, going to sleep doesn't help. I mean, well, no, going to sleep helps. Sorry, I'm trying to get comfortable in my new chair. I need to be a little oh. bit taller. <laughs> um, st- it, it's stressful um, because I tried to run my interior design business when the kids were little and I finally had to like fire myself because they were calling me on Christmas Eve and I was working on a store called fit foods for life. And they were changing everything that I designed once it was already approved. And I was just like, I can't take this anymore. Like I, I, this is not worth the money. It's not worth the stress. So you got to tell me Right. How do you handle it because I, it was too I, much.
1: Oh, it's it gets a lot especially when it comes down to the deadlines of when when materials need to be chosen. Mm-hmm. And I think what I've had to do is just surrender to the fact that sometimes sometimes not everything can just not everything's going to especially if I'm not given enough time, I'm not a superwoman and I'm not a magician. Like I just can't turn things around. And so I've had to really learn how to sort of stick up for myself, I guess, Mm -hmm. and, and be, be an advocate to myself and to the process and to the business. And I don't want to choose anything that is, that I don't feel Comfortable with for the client, and that I'm not proud of. And so it takes time. As you know, with interior design, there's a lot of thought process that goes into the materials and why they're chosen. So it's not an overnight thing, it
0: takes
1: weeks. So I've had to just kind of advocate a little bit more and educate others on the process.
0: So let me ask you, when you are working on a job with someone that just meets you, do you let them know that you have MS, or do you keep that disclosed?
1: So I I keep it disclosed unless it organically comes into play. Sometimes I'll start getting into talking tangents with my clients and then we go back and forth and because I like to get to know them I want to know every detail all about their lifestyle who they are why they chose Punta Gorda, to Florida how they even found out about this little town in southwest Florida and so then we start really just diving in and and they'll tell me their personal stories, their family histories and then it just organically flows into mm-hmm. oh, i have you know my own my own health issues too. So sometimes it just organically happens. Organically, exactly. Exactly. And i don't and i don't hide anything. I put it out there online my, on my business page. Yeah. ADHD. Yeah. Part of it's If I wasn't diagnosed with MS, I don't believe that I could have taken my career path the way that it is now.
0: I love that you just said that.
1: It is definitely...
0: Because you didn't take it as the negative. You took it and you turned it around into something that makes you happy. Right. And you're conquering it.
1: Right. And it took took a while to, to get here, to mentally process and accept it, it took, and not be afraid of it, and it took a while, and then once I built up more confidence and became more engaged in the MS community and realized how amazing all the warriors out there are, I'm going to like, I'm going to cry. It just, it's just such a positive community to, to be in and to... I mean, I'm here sitting talking with you. And
0: oh, thank you! <laughs> I'm honored that you're here on with me at Live with Don Marie. Thank you.
1: Oh my goodness, it's, awesome. it's just amazing, and um, and finding the bike MS and the Meat Fight Program, which um, sponsored my bike for me, and. They introduced really Bike MS and that whole community. I met so many amazing, positive, strong warriors and just not even, not even warriors, but people who are warriors for us and they are just so positive and they just give you so much energy. I don't, I don't think I would have been able to do as many miles as I did that day if it wasn't for the people that were riding next to me because they just... They cheered me. you on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was infectious to feel. So that energy just... And, and social media, Instagram, seeing everybody, supporting everybody, and being each other's cheerleaders... Yeah.
0: And, you know, I have to say, and I say this every time I talk to a multiple sclerosis warrior on my podcast or just in general, when we're all chit-chatting and we have that, we got you've got to connect to our coffee morning time. It's no makeup. You can't brush your teeth and you just got to hold your cup of coffee and just get <laughs> it out. <laughs> um, so with that being said, we have such a a huge emotional s- emotional inspiring connection with all of us multiple sclerosis warriors and when we're down we pick each other up there is no okay I'll let you like suffer for a while and then I'll check on you it's like no get back up on that horse right. on your feet in your wheelchair whatever you gotta do focus on the positivity and move forward yes. Oh my
1: gosh, yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely true. And it was, I'm so, so thankful to have, um, I grew up with a girl here in Gorda, and um, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis whenever she was in college. And so whenever I found out, got my diagnosis, she was the first person that I called because it's just nice to have somebody who understands and because it's hard to sometimes express yourself, it's hard for me to sometimes express myself and really express myself in a way that other people can relate or understand. And so when you're talking to another warrior, and you all just we all just get each other. And so talking with her just made me feel so comfortable because of I would say. I would say things like, "Yeah, my hand is really cold," or "Or I get these icy feelings on my on my abdomen, or on my arm, or, or on my foot." Like right now, my foot's a little cold, it has an icy, tingly feeling. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it made me feel so comfortable. Like, like she was like, "Don't be afraid of, don't be afraid of your symptoms." Yeah. That that was that was scary, um, and I held myself back from working out. And I used to always work out, and I held myself back. Probably a good solid year before I could feel comfortable because of every time I would get back into the gym and try to do something. I was too scared that I was going to
0: trigger a flare.
1: Flare. Yeah. fine And then I just realized that no, okay, I just need to listen to my body,
0: rest more. when you can,
1: rest when I can, and not go and push myself. Too far, and just do what I can, and, mm-hmm. and love what I and love and be proud of what I just did at the gym, even if it was just fifteen minutes. Exactly. The time. Like, just be proud of, just be proud of that, and and don't look at other people and try to like mentally compare. Just stay focused and
0: whatever makes you feel better. And so I had to
1: get that mentality, and it took it took a while it took a while I hear you
0: yeah I totally hear you when I first got diagnosed it took me two years to figure out the symptoms to eat the right way to sleep enough to take naps naps (laughs) and um, then I started training and I trained solidly for a good solid two years really hard like if you go back and look at my videos on my circles I mean I was ripped never before in my life and then unfortunately well not unfortunately because I got to see all of Europe we went on a whirlwind tour of Europe and everything I've ever wanted to see. But I was relapsing while we were there because of the time zones and the traveling and the air and the planes and everything, but I would never take it back in a heartbeat. Right. Um, But coming back home, I came back home and started having a lot of relapses and then I was down and out for a year. And then the medications they had me on, I was allergic to and sepsis, So that kind of took me down that road of boom. And so I have not been able to get back into that routine of working out constantly i'll work out and i'm doing well and then stress or doing too much takes a toll on me and then it's like okay gotta take another step back so there's times where i have to take many steps back but keep moving forward
1: exactly and and sometimes it sounds kind of funny to say this because sometimes i'll I'll work out, I always work out in the morning. That's my, if I don't do it in the morning, it's not getting done. And so I get my workout finished in the morning. And sometimes, some days, that's just all I have the energy to do. And I'll have to just lay down and rest. But even when I think, even when I'm not doing anything in my resting state, I feel like I'm moving forward. Because of, I'm giving myself the time and the energy that I need to get back up. I got my workout in, so that was that was one step. So I'm I'm on my tracks, staying healthy, consistent, and then and then I'll get my work done. I'll I'll if I need to work a little when I wake up from a nap, and it's not the typical nine to five. It might be five to seven or five to eight or during dinner i'll get it finished but i do feel like i had to accept resting too and the downtime as forward motion as well Mm because because that that um it it just it helps to kind of slow down it does
0: it does i think naps shouldn't be for just children naps are for everybody everybody that needs it so yes so hannah we have a question coming across and it came across twice so i really want to see if you could help answer this how long have you ladies been diagnosed with ms like i was living with ms in my 20s but i was not diagnosed until 2012 Because every doctor kept telling me, you're stressed, you're a high powered woman, you're working too much. And the only thing I ever saw was Xanax, Prozac and every other like crazy medicine out there. And I started to think I was going crazy and haunting. I called them my phantoms. That was my first book, living with phantoms. And then, you know, my second book is Finding the Sun Through the Clouds, um, which is doing great right now. But it's all about the torment that we live with, with this disease that haunts us every day like a phantom that you can't see.
1: Exactly.
0: So I had it from 20 years old all the way to today, and I'm 54 years old now. So I've been living with it for over 30 years
1: so frustrating. How many
0: so, years have you been with multiple sclerosis?
1: I was diagnosed in November of 2017. Okay. And um I had just turned I was it was right before kind of I turned 30, so I'm 32 now. And uh, but I looking back on it can tell that I probably had it about I would say four years four years before my diagnosis. Prior. I was constantly going to the doctor and telling them, I have these headaches. It feels like somebody is literally pushing down on the top of my head, and I just can't concentrate. I feel so foggy, and I'm tired all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I started having bad lapses of vertigo. And I've always had anxiety growing up as a child. Me so too. they always say, oh, well, it's just your anxiety. Here, here's another...
0: Another prescription. All
1: right, here's Zoloft, here's here's Xanax, here's, here's whatever else you could under the sun. Try that, try a different dose. And I just knew for the longest time, I'm like, no, it's not this. And then, so then they were like, well, you know, it could be your sinuses. You have a deviated septum that could be causing a lot that could be causing your migraines. Okay, so I get my deviated septum fixed. Well, that doesn't work. And I'm like, well, okay, well, I haven't got my wisdom teeth. Well, maybe I should do that. Maybe that'll help. So I got yeah. my wisdom teeth. That didn't help. And so it was just like a snowball effect. And then finally, I ended up in the hospital and it still took a year to get the diagnosis even after my hospital visit. And um, but yeah, I just kept on for years going to the doctor. And
0: this is it, a problem, don't you believe that is? A, this is a major problem because every it's, female I talk to, yes, we yes. all we've all been diagnosed, but it took years to get that diagnosis.
1: It's just weren't being listened. It's just, mm-hmm. I honestly, I felt like I didn't even feel like a person sitting in the doctor's office, I felt like a number on their computer that they just had to move through. And right. And they weren't listening to me. Like, I, it, took, it took me, I, after my diagnosis, or, well, not after my diagnosis, after my hospital stay, and I was in the hospital. I went, uh, I had numbness, tingling in my hands. Um, it moved up my legs into my abdomen.
0: And um, have, have and you can't walk. Like, it, it's like the only way I, we can describe it to someone that doesn't understand it, and you know our perfect phrase, you don't get it till you right. get it, is go sit oh, down God, and see. crisscross your legs and crisscross your arms to a point that you can't move and sit there for three hours and then try to move and imagine that pain, we deal with that every day 24 seven.
1: Right, and then wrap a huge bow constrictor around your waist when you have the MS. Ah,
0: oh, the bear hug. I've never heard of wrap a, a snake around you, but that would work too. Those uh, are the most painful.
1: That honestly is my worst fear, is, is having that symptom back. And I remember honestly going after, finally, it took about a month to, for that MS hug to go to subside and it
0: god bless you
1: uncomfortable i could never it's it was it just i could hardly even walk haven my dog around the block because of it just took the breath out of me yeah
0: it It feels like your rib cage and all of your intestines are just being crushed and my husband would try to help my back and loosen the muscles and i would just be like yeah. Just don't touch me. Like I, I, I was yeah.
1: literally sitting in my shower, I couldn't even, and this is after the hospital visit, and they were like, no, you don't have multiple sclerosis. If you had multiple sclerosis, you would have more lesions. Well, they did one.
0: Oh, did that really.
1: On my brain, and it had one lesion, but they didn't even do the spine, and, the, and I did my Google research. I know doctors probably were like, oh, God, here's another Googler. But I researched it. All of everything was coming back. That's the MS hug. That's the MS hug. And so I went back to the first neurologist and I was feeling horrible and sitting in her office with this pain that has been with me for a couple weeks now. And I told her, I was like, listen. If this isn't multiple sclerosis, then tell me, what is it? Because right. Because everything that I am looking at, because if it got to a point where I just had to power up and be my own advocate, and I was just getting frustrated at this point, years and years of not feeling good, like, I want to know my answer. Like, I would rather have any diagnosis than to live in the unknown, and because that was scary.
0: Live in the unknown in the phantomist world.
1: Yes, that it- is Worse because you're helpless, but you can't do anything, you can't power up, you're
0: and not just- only that. But ha- did you lose? I know I lost many friends because, oh, uh, uh, yes, okay, that's an issue,
1: a huge issue, huge, issue. huge okay.
0: issue, and I think that's why we have such a strong community of MS warrior supports because we've all experienced it even though all of our lesions are completely different and on different sides of our brain or our spinal cord, we all understand. Right. And you just one symptom we understand and connect. And we have that empathy to feel you and understand and get you through those tough hours and days and weeks. And
1: I think empathy is the most powerful word too because of, I think that that, sadly, I think that lacks a lot in society. A lot of people just forget to just be empathetic Mm -hmm. and just listen and understand. And a lot of my friends, especially this year because of everything that's going on, I was scared to death. I did not want to leave my house. I didn't want to expose myself to friends that I know have been out and And going to the stores, because if I had grocery delivery service, I just did not go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And and so I told them, like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I'm tired. I've been trying to just refocus, use this time to better myself. And I just, I got to stay, I got to stay home. Yeah. And some friends understood it, some friends did not. And... And, you know, it's just, I just had to surrender to the fact that, you know, not everybody's going to get it, and that's okay. That's okay. There's it's
0: okay. Like, because you know yeah. what? You've got all of us. Yes. You're you have right. all of us around the world. There are, yeah. the, the count went up in the last month, by the way. We are at 3,190,000 cases it's in the perfect. world. Wow. Wow. and 80% are women. This issue. is a major oh. problem and major issue. It is. We it need is. pharmaceutical companies to drop the freaking prices down. We need yeah. them to do more research on the DNA of the problem because I've got MS on both sides of my family. Mm-hmm. On my oh, yeah. mother's side, on my father's side, I have MS. Oh. My eldest son was diagnosed with MS two years ago. There is a DNA connection. Do you know all of us that have MS have had either what they call mono, mono, or um? Damn it! I hate it when I can't think of the word. Oh, um,
1: I, I, I I always that always is one of my symptoms. I'll be in the middle of something talking,
0: and, and we I'm, lose that. We uh, lost. We lose that thought. Um yes oh it's it's the other word for mono um anyways we've all had it yes uh we've all either had neck trauma or back trauma right and um let me see i can't read this relapsing limiting oh fibromyalgia a lot of us have that on top of it um it's just the list goes on and on and on, and I believe and I believe in the people that take the medication and it's working for them. I'm the one percentile it doesn't work on. It, it has almost killed me, I cannot do it, I am 100% holistic, but I understand both worlds. I just wish a little more research would go into the DNA aspect of the disease.
1: Absolutely, because DNA is huge. I don't have anybody in my family that has MS specifically that I know of. Of course, the family trees go off, so who <laughs> knows? It's like, right? But I do have family members who have autoimmune issues,
0: and I'm so- very fidgety today. Sorry, this is what happens to you, us guys. Like, usually I'm sitting still, but my legs are like not working today. I apologize. Uh-huh. <laughs> I understand,
1: <laughs> but um, but yeah. So it, there's definitely something to be said about DNA and and understanding the actual body and the individual. Um, so there needs to be there needs to be some more focus. And I feel I feel positive on the research that's being done. There just needs to be more. I think there needs to be more doctors too are proactive and listening Listening. better because they've had somebody listened and taken the time and took me seriously to get the proper test done and not just like pass me off. Or dismiss
0: you and give you Prozac or Xanax and keep you on your way, right?
1: It's because of it could be sinus issues causing my migraines. Or or whatever that little capsule is that helps with the vertigo. I forget to n a something.
0: <laughs> this is where our brain fog comes into play. Yes. What was what was that? <laughs> and we have to laugh at it because we all experience it. Yes, yes.
1: I looked like a pharmacy like it was just ridiculous I'm like okay I've got these doctors are giving me something for this something for this something for this yeah nothing is being solved so mm-hmm. this is point.
0: So let me ask you this before diagnosis what were you like as a young child
1: I was creative always always painting on my walls Aww. Mom would let me she would just give me the paint and I would be in there all day just painting on my walls and then I was baking. I loved to bake homemade bread. I loved getting in the kitchen with my mom and I was a, I was an old old soul looking back on me as a child because of the things that I would do. I loved to go out and go to Home Depot and get some plants and garden and spend time with we've always had dogs in my family so I would always go take the dogs out or go run in the woods and be a little tomboy for a little bit with my brother like I would just do everything and then and then just so creativeness and really just diving into the basics is what I was I didn't really play with a lot of Kids' toys. Looking back on it, of course, I had like my little Barbies because I was Yeah, dance.
0: but you're yeah. much more creative.
1: And, but I was always in. I was always into the arts. Always. That's,
0: I love All that way. part. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Um,
1: also, it was relaxing. I mean, even even I started having anxiety when I was in fifth grade, going to elementary school. I just wasn't. I just. I just. Didn't, I was one of those kids that just didn't like school. I was like, no, I want to stay home with my mom. I want to I do this and do that and do that. So uh, I was having anxiety. So I just like baking and getting outside and doing anything creative with yeah. my outlet. And I knew it then, and it still is today.
0: And you're doing it. You're doing what you love. You're doing interior design and you're living with a disease that has no cure that's attacking you every day. Well, what better career is that? That's amazing. So, you know what? Every morning, wake up and tap yourself on the back and say, I'm living with one of the biggest diseases in the world, no cure, insight, and I'm accomplishing everything I've ever wanted to do.
1: And it's a, and that's something that I need to like really say more to myself because it's so hard to not be not be hard on yourself. Like it's it's so hard to try to live up to what you think you should live up to or or
0: I have a word for that. I have a yeah. perfect word for what you're going We don't need to live up to anything because guess what? We are the best advocate and the best person ever because we are the only us. You are the only Hannah. I love that. So I- forget, throw that out the window. It's yeah. gone. You don't have to live up to one damn thing other than what's best for I- you. I love that. I
1: absolutely
0: every morning I want you to wake up I do a routine every morning when I get up my first thing is a positive thought it is straight to the mirror I could be looking like you know death rolled over but it is I love you Marie, and today we're gonna continue to move forward yours could be anything it could be I don't need to live up to anything because I am me and I am powerful and I own my power it could be any kind of verbiage as long as it's positive it will keep you moving forward as a positive light every day
1: so so true so so true I need to write I need to write that down and put it I put in little post-its everywhere in my mm. house because sometimes you know'm I love being a positive person but then sometimes there's
0: oh well we all get that
1: sometimes there's days and I'm just like The most just blah, like, oh, it's just terrible, but then I pick myself back up, but every day I need to practice more of that, like.
0: Self-love.
1: Love, love. yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: The world needs to practice more self-love and self-acceptance when we may not live up to what other people think. Because we all have jobs to do. We all have other personalities to deal with. But the bottom line is, you don't need that vampire negativity with you. You need to just focus on you and the best you you can be. And then all of a sudden, everybody's gathering to you because they're like, oh my gosh, how does she do this?
1: it's amazing. It's amazing too whenever, um, gosh, whenever you just, Open, open yourself up and be transparent because that's when things really started changing for me and being more honest and and it's brought forth so many more positive people and
0: Sorry. writing my blog
1: like I was, was sitting and I get my um, I get my test average treatments infusions every 28 days and I was sitting next to a woman and it's at the Florida Cancers where I go to get my and so I was sitting next to a woman, never met her before, and she, and of course everybody's wearing their masks, so it's really hard to tell like who who anybody is really. You have to really True. look inside, you know, which I think is nice to, to be able to do that. And um, so she was sitting next to me and I saw her just looking at me and I felt her looking at me and she was like, she's like, are you Hannah? And she was like, I'm fa- and she's like, I found you online and she was like she was like, Thank you for sharing your story and, it's just, and it was like one of those little positive positive things. So now we've become friends and text back and forth and it's just it's a neat it's a neat community. I All love that. that. Really positive. Yeah,
0: and whatever you're dealing with, you can build each other up.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Absolutely. The resources, the resources just naturally come into your life. I feel like
0: absolutely
1: they come into your life, and some people naturally walk another way, and some people walk in, And, and and that's
0: okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay because they either walk into your life at one time or another where you really need that person. And then something happens and you both go your separate ways. And that's what I call that path of life. Like there's always that straight path right in front of you. But then there's always the right or the left. And whichever one you choose isn't right or wrong. It's just going to take you down a different level of a path but it will bring you back to where you belong. But you're you're meant to learn or you're meant to teach on both of those paths.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that.
0: So you're yeah. either going to learn from somebody or on that path, you're going to teach something to somebody that they didn't understand. But then you right. always find yourself back on that center path of... Which one did you take? And if you stay down the middle one, then you're learning and you're teaching at the same time. Right. So that's we've got to really look at it like that road. You know, right. we all come to that road. We've all, we all we have them all around the world. It either goes straight or it goes right or left. And that's how I believe our paths are chosen. Are we going <laughs> to teach somebody today? Are we going to move forward and learn and teach Or are we going to learn?
1: Yes. Oh, I love that. That is so true. I'm like, recognize whenever somebody says something and it like triggers in your mind, it's like, oh, yes, okay. It's like, I see. Yes,
0: yes. Right? And that's how the world keeps rolling. And I think if we continue to move like that in that thought process of positivity, just because we don't understand something doesn't mean we can't learn it. And just because they don't understand doesn't mean we can't teach it. So we are all learning and teaching at the same time.
1: Exactly. And it's so interesting to be able to. I That's another reason why I just love coming onto to uh, different platforms and different forums and finding new people who have similar interests or even different interests, in just creating a conversation because the amount that we all teach each other is
0: incredible un-
1: well it's incredible and it's like the more exposure that you um that you i guess you put out in the world for yourself and transparency and, and traveling is like one of my things that I just absolutely
0: love oh, I can't wait till we can travel again. My dear friend Kaylee from Paris is on and mom. I miss you guys and she's in Paris and her mom and the family and I'm like I'm coming back sometime I don't know when. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> oh.
1: So pretty. Yeah.
0: So I have a question for you. Um, what in the world throughout your life that has be, has been debunked. That you want to debunk.
1: Ooh. Okay, so with interior design,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it has it's happened with some clients in the past where they're like, "Oh, um, I thought it was going to be more like the TV show. You know, where's <laughs> are you gonna like pull out? Where's the you know the rendering that happens like right now?" And I'm like okay well I can do that yes but that takes weeks like that TV show that is not even reality like this is a weeks 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 of research and development learning about you as a client like mm-hmm. I, I have to spend some time with you and so that is that's huge So you're
0: debunking that. You're like, come on, people. I'm not HGTV. It doesn't happen in one hour. It is a life of of months working with you to build your dream.
1: Absolutely, and I'm a I'm a one woman show here in my in my business and. So I don't have, you know, a huge team that's like, okay, this one's doing rendering, this one's doing this, this one's selecting furnishings, this one's space planning, this one's all over the place. I'm like, nope, I'm just, I'm here, I mean, doing my best with MS.
0: Okay, I need to give you like the biggest prize in the world right now because you are running an interior interior design business on your own. Yes. On your own. You don't have a bunch of people with you in the design team. No. And on top of it, I can relate. You are dealing with a thousand different personalities. It's, yes. And if it's a female, I'm sorry. I, I got to call it out. We change our freaking minds every second. And for you to be able to deal with that living with multiple sclerosis.
1: it's so I,
0: I i'm like i i'm praising you right now like god bless you
1: especially when you get into a situation where the husband and wife do not agree
0: <laughs> yeah i remember those days <laughs>
1: at least all the years of going to therapy myself i guess i can i can put in some i can try and like make peace of this and we can try and make a happy medium but i've gotten into my car after some of those appointments and i just sit there and i'm like
0: i'm exhausted (laughs) (laughs)
1: yes oh completely i've had to like sleep for i've had to just like lay down on the sofa, turn the fan on because it's hot here in Florida too. So going through a granite yard in the heat, I'm like, oh, my God, water, water, water. I need to cool down. And
0: And then not only that, but you're taking home that energy with you.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Like you don't realize it, but you're actually taking everything that just came at you mentally. You may think it's being left behind, but it really isn't because in your conscious mind – you're right. thinking of all the things they were battling and you're figuring out how can I help them yeah. create the perfect home for them. And that's a lot of, it's- that. that's just a lot of stress for someone living, a lot of stress for anyone in the interior design business. But so much stress on you living with multiple sclerosis in the interior design business. So God bless you, woman. You get the Wonder Woman star Thank you. Of the month of October, like that is just God bless you.
1: Thank you, thank you. It, it's it, it's tough. I've had to I've had to really focus in on my niche with interior design and mm-hmm, what I love and mm-hmm. and surrender to. not, uh, I have to get, this is, this is, this is live, uh, live TV now, so I have, to uh, get my, I thought I charged my, my, phone. <laughs> it, is, it is, like, slowly, slowly going away
0: that's okay we're live there there are yeah. blue we have bloopers giggles me fidgeting in my chair today because my legs keep going completely numb on me let's just move the tv around and yes. like here we go people this is live with Marie. <laughs> is this
1: live? Yeah, it's so funny i have surprised haven my dog hasn't uh Tried to
0: get to the video because she always loves attention. Oh my she's gosh! Like and she's so adorable. I love the photos you have of her on your Instagram. Thank you, thank you,
1: thank you. She's she is my little my little support. If it was I love her, her, her love it. Girl, I swear,
0: she's okay, cute. Hannah, who are your favorite three people that has been most influential in your life?
1: So I was. Thinking, of, I've been really putting a lot of thought into it, and I'm a, I'm a family person, and mm-hmm. um, my grandfather and my great grandfather and my grandmother. I of course, my great grandfather passed away before I was born, but mm. knowing his story of, of the family coming over from Czechoslovakia into into New York City and then following the railroad down.
0: Wow. Alberta
1: and being dry goods merchants and they had a schooner. They developed the first general store in the area. I mean, they were just like true pioneers and entrepreneurs and risk takers. And I see a lot of myself whenever I read those stories because – I, 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 was never happy working for other designers. I was never. I was. It was just not my, not my thing. I had to be my own person, and so even though owning a business is stressful, I'm, I'm happy that I'm happy that I'm doing it and taking that on. I
0: love that. So that's your grandfather.
1: Yeah, my great grandfather, and then uh, my grandfather. He was just. Such a gentleman uh, growing up. He just was so kind and so compassionate and so giving. He would do anything for the community. He was an advocate for education. He, you know, education was a powerful tool, and that always inspired me, and he was always working, and he was just the sweetest, sweetest man. If anybody needed anything, it was He would do what he could to give to help them, and my grandmother, who, by the grace of God, is still here with us today. She's ninety-eight. She's going to be ninety-nine at the end of December, and she has she has been such an inspiration because she's always been into health and nutrition, and this is why I get my nutrition from and my mom too but seeing my grandmother always being so into all of her vitamins and, and and healthy eating and and farming and she's always had that interest in life and would read all of these nutrition books and would always talk about it and whenever I got diagnosed with MS, I went over to my grandmother and she was like, well, you need to, she brought out this old book that she's had for probably older than me.
0: Oh, and, wow.
1: Like, you need to do, put some nutritional yeast, start using some nutritional yeast, it has to be 12, and
0: mm-hmm. And no eating. dairy, and oh, no protein. more wheat or gluten. I love that she was your grandmother, and yep. yes. no, she's like, the one that came to you with nutrition
1: she yes and she is honestly like she is i look at her and i'm like that is the power of nutrition because if she didn't have her her ways of living and her lifestyle with nutrition then she wouldn't have lived through this year because and she's if, gonna
0: be 99.
1: she, she uh, fell earlier this year she um cracked her hip and oh so the doctor, well, you know you guys do the surgery and give it a, give it a try. See, see what happens. And, or if you don't, then it's not, it's not going to be good. And so did the surgery and she came out of it strong. We were like, oh, great. And then she took a turn, started going downhill. Mm -hmm. But then the doctors, they were like, she's probably not going to last overnight. She's probably not going to, last through the weekend and so she kept on and kept on and it was so strong and powerful and the nurses and doctors they were like we don't know how to explain this and we're like she has got some willpower she's a strong woman she's always been a strong woman she's always stuck to her mindset and stood up for everything that she believed in she didn't they my grandparents didn't get married until they were in their 30s and back Aww.
0: then I,
1: until her Like, that was not a thing back then. And so um, I've always, and I've talked to her about that too. And she was like, Hannah, she was like, why put the pressure on yourself? Like, there's, there's, you don't have to do that. And so I, I admire her strength and I see everything that she's done and has believed in with nutrition it has given her so much strength
0: and that's amazing but it's given um, you strength and um, she's a part of you
1: yes strength and and optimism
0: and
1: it gives you that like desire like okay I'm going I'm not just eating I'm not just eating food I'm eating for my health I'm eating for I'm eating this for because of I want the vitamins from this and it's going to make me feel better and if I eat this It's going to make me feel so much worse. So why would I want to do that? It's
0: that question on, oh, I really want that. But then it's like, okay, if I eat that or drink that, how many days am I down and out, and how much closer am I to that wheelchair?
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's what, because of before my MS diagnosis, I would love to just go out and be with friends. But now it's like I... I can't.
0: I can't do that. And, yeah, and you can't stay out till uh, two in the morning like we used to. And
1: I yeah, start like really being more selective over. And that's exactly actually MS diagnosis. Like it, I became more selective of my time and mm-hmm. started just kind of cradling it.
0: And well, you have to yeah. time time. The famous word is time is money. Time is not given back.
1: Right. Exactly. You,
0: you, you can't take time back. Exactly. So value that second, that minute, that hour, that week. Value it. Live it to its fullest.
1: Exactly. And I'm not I don't wanna wake up and feel terrible in the morning because I ate too much salt or, or <laughs> and so it's like I'd rather just I'd rather eat and, and
0: Eat and live.
1: And live and wake up in the morning and do my workouts and feel good and mm-hmm. take every single day that I'm here and healthy and walking and just make the most out of it.
0: So exactly.
1: That was, yeah, That's uh, that was a huge But
0: issue. you're living proof. You're living proof right now. You are radiant. You are built you're running your own business by yourself. You're living with multiple sclerosis. You are battling every single thing you possibly can and you're still triumphing. You still are showing you have the power because you're not giving up. And the best thing is you're not giving in to the disease. Yes. That's so, huge. That's huge. It's- giving up and giving into the disease are two different things
1: right exactly
0: the the thought that you are not giving into the disease and then giving up and letting it take control is you own that power continue to move forward with that power yeah that it means a lot it's
1: it 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 is it is very Gosh yes. What you just said to not give in to it because of it's so easy, it would have been so easy to have gone that route.
0: I have and... been down that route many, many, many times and oh. it has almost taken my life and I faced the devil and of the disease, the phantom that lives within all of us with MS. I'm going to continue to call it the phantom because there is no other definition. You can call it monster, but right. phantoms. There you go. MS at the end. Yeah. It's the phantomous disease. Phantomistic, phantom. It right. is you can't see it, but we can feel it.
1: Oh gosh, and that's so frustrating too because of whenever people are like, oh, "Oh, you look so good today." Wait. Right? I'm like, well, MS don't make it ugly. I mean, shoot.
0: Right? I'm sorry. We're both laughing, but it's so damn true.
1: So true. And I'm like, and so every time somebody says that, and it's funny, I was talking to my friend who also has MS. And so I'm like, how do you... What do you say to what do you say about that? And when people say that, and she was like, you know, I just got to a point where I was tired of saying, "Oh, I'm always I'm good," like I'm always good. And she was like, I'm starting to answer more truthfully now. And so, and I was like, oh, I said, okay. So, and she was like, so, you know, so if I'm having a bad day, I'll just tell people if, when they ask me or say that I, I look good, I'll be like, oh yeah, you know. Kind of feel I feel okay. It's not the best day, or and just being more honest because then that way they see like okay. I
0: usually they'll be out, out
1: and and have have a face on. Right. They'll feel horrible. Oh my
0: goodness, it's so true though. All right, Hannah, we've only got two minutes left. What advice would you give to somebody newly diagnosed with multiple sclerosis that came to you?
1: Let yourself cry, give yourself time, and don't put too much pressure on yourself because
0: you have
1: to ultimately surrender a little bit of who you were to to be who you're going to become. And you're going to become somebody so incredible that you never knew existed. I love that
0: advice.
1: So powerful. You will remind yourself every day of your strengths and you will look back on the day that you're crying and say, wow, I lived through that. I did that. I am strong. I can get through anything and
0: I can feel you getting choked up you're reliving yeah you're totally reliving that
1: so it's it's very hard because nobody nobody will see you or feel you when you're sitting on the shower floor and you can't wash your own hair like nobody (laughs) nobody gets that and um and it's hard you know you have to just surrender surrendering is one of the hardest things surrendering but then allowing allowing yourself to just embody and embrace what you are up against and just using it using it as a Thank way you. to give you strength
0: like that hannah that, that was perfect Thank you, Hannah, for being on Live with De Marie today. And for those of you who want to follow Hannah on her journey with her multiple sclerosis, please, you can email her at h-w-o-t-r-i-t-z-k-y at gmail.com. And you can also follow her on her Instagram at H-W-A-V-E-N-F-L. Hannah is a true inspiration of a powerful warrior living with multiple sclerosis. Check out her information and follow her and leave us a review on this podcast.